Hi everyone, I'm Kelly and welcome to another episode from the Isle of Dr. Garneau. Of course, with me as always is Thomas Ware III and Dr. Chris Garneau. Dr. Garneau, there's so much going on. Where do you want to start today? I want to start off by letting everyone know I'm not a cat. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> did you see that? That was the best. That was the best. And we know so many attorneys that I was like, oh, please let this happen to one of the attorneys that we know. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, just Google, I'm attorney, I'm not a cat. So it was this attorney that had this filter on that was really kind of, it, made, it was this cute little cartoon cat. And, you know, every time he turns his head or blinks his eyes, the cat does the same thing. It's so it sounds like he was an attorney that was having a Zoom meeting with the judge and some other attorneys, and he couldn't shut the cat filter off. And he says, it's okay. I'm not a cat. <laughs> and, he's like, I'm he, ready to proceed. I'm not a cat. I'm, I'm, said, I'm live. I'm not a cat. It's like, said, I'm good <laughs> thank <to go>. you. <laughs> I'm good to go. You got to at least like either not let your kids use your Zoom or have them there when you're, when you're starting back up, just in case something like that. Because they're, there's like backgrounds and filters and all kinds of stuff you can do, you know? <laughs> so yeah, just to clarify, uh, we, we're, we're on the same page. Um, so let's start local and then we can get global from there. So I uh, didn't want to mention, had some elections in Oklahoma City and in Norman. One of the big stories that came from it was there is a group uh, in Norman called Unite Norman, where I live, and um, they have uh, been very, uh, they've been in the news a lot in the last year because they started a group as a way to, hey, we're going to get past political divides. Let's unite Norman. That was the idea behind the name, but very clearly had a kind of conservative bent to it and not just a conservative bent, a particular kind of conservative bent, um, which was a little bit more on the Trumpy side. So in five of the wards that were up for election, uh, they had candidates that they were backing and supporting. Uh, one of them did win. One is still in a runoff, but the other three did not. So it's interesting when we look at Norman politics and the ward in which the one Unite Norman candidate did win was Ward Five, which tends to be um, a little bit more uh, a little bit more conservative, anyways. But Norman um, still kind of a blue city. I was really interested to see those results that came out uh, of of that, and so that was interesting. I'll be watching that story for a little bit. Uh, but there have been groups that have come out in resistance to Unite Norman as well. So in local politics, uh, there were some big elections that were going on. Oklahoma City also had their uh, their local elections going on. Um, and the one other local thing I want to bring up, not related to politics, I am not from Oklahoma. I was not aware that a lot of people in Oklahoma have to drip their faucets at night to prevent their plumbing from freezing over. And I haven't had the issue yet, but I was lucky enough. I was looking on social media and found someone else who was talking about it. And they were like, hey, my plumbing froze. And I was like, what's up with that? And they're like, oh, I forgot to drip my pipes. And I'm like, well, what's the deal with dripping your pipes? And they're like, well, you have to, or you have to drip your faucets. Otherwise your pipes freeze over. So PSA for other Northerners who are, who are here in Oklahoma, when it gets below zero, which holy smokes, three nights in a row, we're going to have below zero temperatures. So you got to do that. So that's the local front that I had to talk about that I wanted to get out there. Number one, elections that were important. Number two, it's going to be dang cold this week. I mean, really actual like not not oklahoma cold like cold from where i'm from cold so that's we, we hate it <laughs> get your weather and get it back up there because we hate it <laughs> stuff makes your bones hurt man but yeah, it's um, like 
There, there are a lot of local stuff. Now, we have had people on our show from the uh, Citizens for Racial Justice in Norman. Um, we've promoted a lot of different things with them. And one of the things that I do notice in Norman is, um, and, and living there for a long time, is really how that Unite Norman it does isn't uniting Norman at all. And they really took a really hard right turn once the defund, defund the police mm -hmm. uh, came up. And, and so I think that right there, the, the the verbiage was was off-putting to a lot of people and defunding it's not taking away your police department it's allocating more resources to it right and i think that there was i think that that's really in norman where it started or are there a, other big ticket issues like that that these that unite norman has has taken up because you know alex scott is a friend of ours and a friend mm -hmm. of this show and we know all about everything that happened to her and we're appalled by it and she was a sitting city councilor at that time yeah, she she was my council person uh she's great uh i i what from what i understand it really started with the defund the police thing which i thought was a weird way to brand it in the first place but as as she and many others pointed out they didn't defund the police that's not what happened like it was it was something totally different and what defund the police it should have been I, here, here's how i think if, if they if they would have come to me and asked for a branding i would have said how about like no more like swat team you know, tanks and rocket propelled grenades. Uh, the messaging could have been better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but but the idea is that you know we're not we're not going to fund uh, tactics that are that that can be oppressive to specific subgroups. So that that was I think part of the issue that really started. And from there, honestly, it just kind of took on Trump politics. From the, like from there on, it 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 became less. I want to say even less about Norman specific issues and more about ideological ideas about who are you as a person, which was odd at, for local politics, because those elections are nonpartisan. But a lot of those candidates, a lot, well, a lot of the candidates across the board made a concerted effort to, uh, for example, I was looking at some of their, their, their Facebook pages or websites, you know, use those buzzwords, family values, security, safety, public order, that kind of stuff. Like they were throwing that out there. Um, and part of that is maybe we're polarizing now. We've been at the national level for a while, polarizing at the local level. There was a very interesting, um, uh, it was a short documentary, maybe like 10 minutes that came out. It was called Brick by Brick. And I saw it um, being moved around. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, but it really, it documents the entire uh, Unite Norman movement, the resistance to it, and the entire story with how it started and how it's really kind of divided this blue-leaning college town in this very, very red state. And so I think Norman's an interesting mic microcosm because you have this college town that has these uh, progressive-leaning tendencies, um, yet you still have, it, it's Oklahoma, don't forget, you have a subsection of people who were very, very, uh, very, very uh, in with Trump politics. And I, here's the thing, and this, this blows me away. I just want to bring this up real quick. Donald Trump has not been president for quite a while now, or at least for several weeks. He has not been able to tweet anything. He hasn't been invited, invited as far as I know, on any news stories. There is a Senate trial going on for his impeachment conviction as we speak. 
and he has not said anything. And we're still talking about the guy. He has, if, if he's got to hang his hat on something, he has defined the modern political era to where it, you're, you're not a, in, in the United States, you're not just a Democrat or Republican anymore. You're a Trump publican or you're a rhino. I mean, it's almost like we've got these three parties that have emerged and now at the local level. Okay, I want to talk about that. I'm glad that you're bringing that up because there there are two sides to that that I want to talk about. And and on the local level, you know, there's a story about um, this Norman optometrist who is suing uh, some internet trolls for defamation for at least $500,000. It's Dr. Nicole Kish. I know her. I used to work for her. But it's... Um, she's she's claiming that there's she's lost clients and business income because of these internet trolls but she's proudly stated that she went to the um to the insurrection and she was there to protest the electoral college um certification i mean that's just all out there it's not oh well i was just there to give my support it's oh no i was there to protest and now that i got back people know that i went to protest and now i'm losing business so how do you how do you sue for that when somebody's just telling the truth like basically just spreading the word that you were there like you you might have lost business because you were there but it's not because people are telling people that you well were and but that's what i mean is i know a lot of her patients i know a lot of people who she had as patients i know a lot of them who are not her patients anymore as soon as her name started coming up on these back the blue lists and these you know insurrectionist lists and things like that so how do you even put that genie back in the bottle how do you how do you separate your trumplican from i'm just a a conservative business business person when you totally took the bait and flew to flew on a private jet to, to dc and did all that and participated and got to come home that that's i think in some ways so i'm gonna i'll, I'll try to be even-handed here and, and and think about it from a couple different perspectives one is that i do believe uh and and, and so i i study human behavior and part of that is the, like the beliefs that people have and specifically like with regard to politics and religion because i think those are the two big ones where people like really dig in um i i do believe that the the people who were there to protest and even the ones who weren't there to protest the ones who stayed home or you know did, were doing their own thing at home those who say that the the election was stolen that it was not a, a democratic process i believe them with 100 certainty that they believe that that's true and i think it, it's it's an issue that starts at the top in a lot of ways and it it gets filtered down, and and in some ways, you know, if you're not a fan of Trump and you're and you're listening to this stuff, one way you can interpret this is these people are getting swindled, and it's it's just another thing that this snake oil salesman has been able to do, um, been able to co-opt a real a minority, but a sizable vocal minority of people into believing kind of this, this, this false narrative of this thing that just clearly didn't happen that had such serious ramifications. So what does that mean? Well, that means that people that have aligned themselves in the age of social media, in the age of where everyone has a, a camera on their phone, that means that they are in the public eye. 
and that everything we do, our political alignments, whatever it is, that is subject to being able to pick, to being picked up. And there are good and bad things about that. I think one of the best things that's come from, you know, me having a, a camera in this thing is that we're, we're, we're getting at more accurate repeat reports of what police brutality is and what it looks like, because everyone has the ability to pull out their phone and now document this stuff, but it also has political ramifications. And here's the news stories that I've been picking up over the last month is that people who were involved and, and I want to distinguish between people who are there protesting and people who actually entered the Capitol, right? Uh, two different groups of people. Um, when the FBI was looking for the people who were entering the Capitol, they, bef- they had no problem finding pe- people were outing their own family members saying that was my uncle <laughs> comes to, <laughs> comes to Thanksgiving and, you know, drinks too many uh, cocktails and, and, and uh, everyone's makes- Thanksgiving every year. Yeah. <laughs> That was him. So he was there, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, this is, this is, it's, it's kind of a new way of living it. I, I'm trying, I'm still trying to process like, you know, how we, how we move forward with that. Um, you know, it's, it, I, I, I definitely think that we vote with our dollars. And so it, it's possible that there are people who just feel like they want to get that information out. When Chick-fil-A was openly saying we are, you know, supporting anti-LGBT movements, a lot of people said, I'm not spending my money there anymore because a dollar is a vote, right? You are voting with your money. So politics do matter for businesses locally, nationally, from the corporate level, whatever it happens to be. Uh, Papa John's, that was the same thing that came out, you know, just finding out where those political allegiances lie. My pillow guy. <laughs> now I know where to get my pillows now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a certain woman. <laughs> but isn't it interesting though, that we get to vote now, not only at the ballot, but because, and, and this is the issue, because money and politics are so inextricably linked. I mean, you can't, you cannot tear them apart. We are now voting with our, our pocketbooks and, you know, making those decisions on, am I supporting the mom and pop grocery store or am I supporting, you know, the, the big chain? Well, what does the big chain do? And, and I think people have always thought about that, but now it's about political allegiance, which is like taking it to another level. And, uh, it, it, I, I know for a fact that there are, and I don't know about this with politics, but there have been religious pages specifically for evangelical Christians have started groups where uh, in a local community, you can find out which businesses are owned by evangel- other evangelical Christians to make sure that you're supporting them and their cause. So I can see the same things happening with politics, but that really just speaks to the political tribalism that we have been experiencing that is is really ramping up in a lot of ways. So that story, it was interesting. When you told me about it, it was the first time I had heard about it, the one that came from the transcript. But those stories are all over the United States right now. And it's 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 almost a, a situation where it's like you pick your group, you dig into your heels and you, you know, just hang on and, and see how it works out for you. Um, but you know, just as myself, you know, thinking about this this stuff, when I explain even to my small children, why we eat at one restaurant and not at another. And it's because of political reason, like in my head, I've already joined that. Like I'm already part of that. I'm doing that. Um, but we're making conscious decisions, not necessarily part of, and, 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 and this is, this is how the free market works in a lot of ways. Right. Um, not as part of the quote unquote cancel culture, which there was a great article written by NPR not too long ago about what cancel culture looks like, but in terms of who we support and who we don't support. 
So I, I do want to transition if I can real quick into the, cause I think this is a, a good way to talk about it. Cause we can talk about um, some of the other things that have been going on. I know we brought up pre-show about the QAnon shaman and some of the others. Uh, th- this NPR article that I'd read was talking about how um, conservatives are using cancel culture as a derogatory kind of term to signal that progressives and liberals are completely out of their minds and they are, you know, uh, snowflakes. Ruining, yeah, snowflakes ruining the lives of whatever. And, you know, it, and, and it was in response to, I, I'll have to look it up if anyone can look it up faster, that Star Wars uh, from The Mandalorian, that, that actress uh, who was getting a lot of flack over her her tweet. I think I can find it here really quick. Uh, if I look up Mandalorian actress. It'll well, and up. just to kind of just while you're looking for that, just to kind of touch base, one of the reasons why we had to move our flagship from Chickasha is because the queen of the Grady County Democrats can't function as a business person in Grady County because they will not do business with you if you are an avowed Democrat. Gina Carano. There it is. Yeah, Gina Carano. So, so Disney's, yeah, no, that, that, that's a really great example of, you know, local level politics all the way to the national level. Uh, Disney is not going to employ her anymore. Um, you can wow. look at that, that story but for see, yourself. This, this, this cancel culture is also what allowed us to get the Washington football team name dropped. You know what I mean? Because those dollars are what drives everything. You know, yeah. Daniel Snyder can dig his heels in all he wants and make all the proclamations that he wants, but as soon as people start calling FedEx and <laughs> these other places and they're like, nah, we're not doing this anymore. Then it's, that's it. That's it. No, that's a really good point. And by the way, I like the name, the Washington football team. <laughs> it's just I mean, a W it's great. Well, it's, it's close enough to WTF. I mean, and that's basically <laughs> just kind of how they run their organization anyway. So WFT isn't that off. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's on brand. Well, and, and I do want to talk about cancel culture. That's a great segue into that because I was I'm I was actually unclear before Thomas and I had had a conversation on them damn Indians about what cancel culture really was because we went I mean it, it, it's this up is down black is white thing that this Republican Trumplican philosophy i guess is what you're seeing is not really happening we went we went from fuck your feelings to why are you doing this to me and hurting my feelings it's like it it doesn't it doesn't really jibe and and now it's like well you're just canceling it it's like but don't we want to cancel racism and that's that's the thing though is that when you when you talking about cancel culture with with these group of people the trump publicans the only thing they care about is money. So they believe if you do something to hurt their business, you're trying to ruin their life. Like they don't think about charging a 16 year old black kid as an adult for murder when there wasn't even any, you know, a rape or something when there's no evidence. They don't think about that actually ruining somebody's life, like where they're never going to be right again. <laughs> that's, that's really ruining somebody's life. Like, calling you out because of your racism because you grew up in good old boy Oklahoma and it was okay to make these jokes and stuff like that's not that's not a good enough reason that's not nobody's trying to ruin your life you ruined your own life you can't talk that way anymore and and here's here's the other part of it it makes us rethink how we want to do it because I my so my my uh my son is I have a 13 year old now so he's old enough to have his own phone and I'm just like kid if you get 
Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and you want to spout off some opinion you have, once it's out there, even if you go and delete it, it may not, you know, like that is such a big deal. And so, I, you know, I, and I'm, I'm a little bit torn on the issue. I feel like for adults who have a developed brain, yeah, like you, you need to be able to think before you make public statements. I'm always very careful about that, even at my work. Um, but, you know, for, for kids too, it, it, it's an interesting thing. I, I, I generally, my, my thought on that where I draw my line is I'm not going to judge someone for something that they said when they were 15 years old on some kind of a rant when they didn't understand how the world worked in the first place. Um, but at the same time, it's a great way to teach all of us, also adults, by the way, who maybe don't think about these things, of how to use social media. Because I think people use social media in, in ways that they don't operate in normal life. And we're still trying to understand the psychology of that, of how that works and, 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 and how it operates. Now, when it comes to, you know, the tweets and those kinds of things, uh, I think that's really where it starts to play in. Uh, but cancel culture is a term that has really, uh, has been uh, uh, contrived or constructed in a way to uh, demonstrate that one wing of the American political landscape is out of control and has lost their minds. Um, but this whistles. is, yeah, that, exactly. Dog whistles, doing those kinds of things. We, we see that over and over again. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad we were able to bring that up because there, there, are parts of, there are parts of it where I do feel like people should have the ability to redeem themselves because here's the other issue that we have. Uh, if you put someone into a corner and make it so that they can never get out of it, their only option is to double down and fight harder. And that's pretty much all there is. And so I still think there are opportunities for people to be able to graciously apologize and say, hey, I didn't quite understand what I was saying. I'm going to work a lot. I'm going to do better. I'm going to work at it, right? Uh, I'll give you an example of a guy I like a lot who did that, Matt Damon. Um, so he was uh, accused of talking down to, to African-Americans a few years ago. He made kind of an offhanded comment and he was sort of white-splaining, um, if you want to use that term. And he was like, hey, I didn't really realize that it, it came off that way, but I can understand, you know, from that perspective, because I have a lot of privilege that I can, you know, watch my words a little bit closer and, and, and try not to do that again. So, you know, you know, please accept my apology. And a lot of people did. They moved on and they were kind of okay with that. I think that is a stark difference from the put your your heels into the sand uh, technique of Donald Trump and Trump politics, which is never apologize, never go back. You can never reverse course. And never, that never admit that you're wrong ever because and that, and that creates polarization. That that is that is where we end up in political gridlock when you are unable to be accountable for the, the things that you do yourself. And, 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 you know, from my perspective, I've done a lot of dumb stuff in my life that I've had to apologize for. And I've been lucky enough to have gracious people who are like, all right, I'm don't so do that glad. again. I'm so <laughs> glad we didn't have smartphones growing up. Like, I mean, the couple times that we had a camcorder on hand was enough. Like, we, we had, <laughs> those, like those VHS tapes are still circulating around somewhere. Uh, they, were, they were burned the next day. Like, no, this is not a good idea. <laughs> I, no, but I wish I wish that Republicans would think of their uh, their racist viewpoints like in the same way that they think of their teenage daughter's nudes. Like, don't send them out, or else they're never going to come back. I yeah, mean, because isn't this a, a whole generation that that did all this like all this be careful of what you put on the internet and you know you put a picture out there it's there forever and this was all these old people that were telling us this all this whole time since the advent of the internet and, and, and 
now they're doing the exact same thing just <laughs> just putting it all out there and what's interesting is it, it's kind of the boomer generation right that's 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 uh starting to figure out facebook right now and like everything that they put out there and like oh oh gosh that's that's out there now uh not all that uh it, it's now not an anomaly where i will you know see someone who says something horribly racist on a comment of like the Oklahoman or some kind of, you know, local TV uh, news station, someone gets a screenshot of it as quick as they can. And so when it gets deleted, they can <laughs> be like, Hey, just oh, to yeah. let you know, <laughs> the internet will never let you forget. Like I got screenshots of all kind of racist stuff. All like, I got all kind of stuff. Like, yeah. So, but, you, but where does that, but, and, and, and that's always going to follow us everywhere and we do see it with these with these athletes and these other these other young people who are trying to go and do big things and it's like up oh, two years ago you went off on a racist rant and there goes your scholarship yeah you know yeah. and so well and, and and here's the thing and, and and i think this is an important distinction to make and point to make and it gets back to redemption we are complicated people and i don't i i to, to find a middle ground i don't think we can live in a state of perfection ourselves and we should extend that same uh you know that same likeness to other people um while being accountable for ourselves so there's a way to be accountable and to also expect grace and to improve as a human being and so yeah uh, but there's a cutoff too right i mean i i, I some, would some yeah people I was are redeemable. Say, I think what, what you do some people are redeemable and some are not like you know pedophiles you're not fixing them you know what i'm saying like just lock them up oh, wait, right 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 i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> thinking more about attitudes and things that you say like but if, you, um, but if you're a certain level of racist like there's there's a level of you're never coming back from that you know i think I, mean? I think there are things that are that egregious in society that you're gonna have a hard time finding grace from others for right so uh like there there, there are there are reformed um neo-nazis so they exist they're out there uh they're not common um but here's the thing they maybe this is a good way to think about it in terms of justice and social justice. They have had to work extremely hard at being public and vocal about the fact that they had they had done and said things that were ab abhorrent that they are extremely ashamed of. But above and beyond that, what they've done is actually gone out and fought against anti-racist groups by spreading public awareness and doing those kinds of things. So if they are able to come back, if they are able to gain the good graces of someone else, that's great. But you're right, that might be hard depending on what they have done in the past. Uh, you know, for a lot of people, for Donald Trump to be able to be the good guy in their mind, again, um, he would have to do a lot of soul searching and... <laughs> apologizing is that what you're <laughs> suggesting that's that's not gonna happen you know oh you can't even say it with a straight face <laughs> i can't even imagine like donald trump trying to apologize like i mean i don't even know what that would sound like like it would this be the like, best apology ever no one's ever apologized like this. nobody apologizes sorry like that you were too dumb to understand me <laughs> i'm sorry i'm, I'm so sorry you were words. wrong <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So yeah, no, I so I, I I that's that's the middle ground I think of when I think about it. And part of it is 
the fact that, and, and, and I don't know, cause I've never been canceled. I've never, I, I try not to do anything that would get me canceled in the first place. Cause I've done this too, of like getting ready to like send something out. And I'm like, Hmm. <laughs> Always re- yeah. You got to reread it before. Hey you world. Are you ready for this one? You know, <laughs> I'll tame it down a little bit and then let the hey, snowflakes. Hey snowflakes. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Um, but, but, but yeah. so with our last couple of minutes, I want to kind of wind that down and, and really kind of bring that to, to a point. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm also a believer in, in redemption and things like that, but what I'm not a believer in is all of these hateful this hateful rhetoric that even though it's 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 shown to be wrong and these these different things that have happened because of it including an insurrection and an attack mm-hmm. on our US capital I, I find it very hard to have grace for those who continue to double and triple down on that. So from that perspective, where do you, where does that come in? And, and can we as a society kind of get back? I mean, we are calming down, but can we get mm-hmm. back to that place of true coexistence? I think, okay, so first off, here, here's a line for me. It depends on how much power you have. If you have power to influence other people, Uh, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're rando dude on the internet saying some crazy stuff, okay, whatever. All right. You know, like, Hey man, put put your tinfoil hat on. Um, But if you're like, if you are someone who has a lot of power, I'm looking at Ted Cruz. He's not watching, but if he did, you know, (laughs) yeah, he's not watching this. (laughs) Him, him pushing that narrative with as much power as he has that, that is impactful, right? Got to be held responsible for that. Right. Right. And it's, and uh, here's the crazy part about it. Liz Cheney, is it Liz? No, Lynn Cheney, sorry. Um, Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, sorry, I was right the first time. Uh, Daughter of Dick Cheney, uh, high ranking member in the the Republican House, um, spoke her conscience and they wanted to censure her. The Republicans wanted to censure her for her own, following her own heart, if you want to think about it that way, her own conscience. So that's where we're at. If you want to deny the delusion, you get canceled. So, because by the way, that's cancel culture too. That is 100%. Um, she's stuck to her guns. She's, she, she I, I don't probably don't agree with her on a lot of things, but she got my respect for that, uh, for not caving and said, you know what? I said what I said. There it is. Um, so it goes, the cancel culture is there too. Yeah. And she was like, Hey, you want to vote me out? Vote me out. I'll send my daddy after you and you'll get waterboarded. (laughs) That's why I couldn't be Dick Cheney's kid. (laughs) We'll send him on a hunting trip with you. I feel bad. (laughs) My daddy has an extra seat in the quail on on the quail hunt. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely true that, that, that we see these dividing lines coming along. And, and when it comes to people with power, in the last few minutes, we still don't know how many Republicans are, are going to vote to convict. Uh, the NPR report that I had heard said there may be five or six, which is impressive. Um, we would not have ever seen that before. Uh, I think it's, I mean, we already know Lisa Murkowski. Um, we think probably Susan Collins, Mitt Romney is more than likely in that list. Uh, ben Sass from Nebraska is likely in that list. And the big question mark, and I don't know who the other two are, the big question mark is Mitch McConnell who let's be real quick. There's no love lost uh, between him and Trump when Trump went out. Mitch McConnell has been wanting to see that dude go for a while. That is my personal opinion. I have no evidence of that, but I think McConnell blames Trump for losing the Senate, for losing those Georgia seats. 
Uh, McConnell is probably happy, would be very happy if Trump could not run again in 2024. But he also now has to face the beast he created, which is the modern GOP. And he helped create that by standing aside. So when we talk about accountability and letting Trump do what he did. So he, he in some ways, helped create the problem he has right now. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting to to see him start telling other senators, well, you got to vote your conscience now. And to me, that's I think if it were a secret ballot, I think that Trump would be handily impeached and convicted. But because they have to because they have to go on record and say it, um, it's it's probably going to fail. How's how is that going to work? Because we see a group of, of people, the Trump, the Trump publicans that are trying to start the MAGA Patriot Party and all this. And then we got these group of like old guard Republicans that are starting like they had a what they had the center right Republicans, the new center right Republicans that we didn't get to talk about center right Republicans that had a Zoom call to, you know, kind of start their own little faction. George W. Uh, Bush is a centrist now. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Reagan, Reagan staffers, uh, both Bushes from both Bushes. Um, uh, A lot of the Trump national security people, it's and yeah, they're ca- they're thinking of calling themselves the center right Republicans. By the way, I just want, I wanted to throw this out there. There was a Patriot Party already in the United States. It was a bunch yeah. of socialists. So yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. And we're gonna leave it there. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Don't forget if you've missed this conversation or any of our past episodes, all you got to do is catch up with those wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, make sure you tune in to Talk Jive every week for the Isle of Dr. Garneau. I'm Kelly J. Lewis with Thomas Ware III and Dr. Chris Garneau. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. Peace.